The reading this evening is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, beginning at verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with this with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Thank you, Clive. Um, Now, just a slight hiccup, actually, because uh, it's great to hear that story. But uh, I was rather hoping that we'd have the story that came straight after it as well. So forgive me for adding a little bit more to this reading. But uh, this was probably my mistake in the transition of the plan for tonight. That as well as hearing the parable of the persistent widow, which Clive has just read to us, the words that follow immediately after that are the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, which goes like this. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood apart by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So the title that you've got on your notice sheets tonight is correct, and it says, Prayer That Makes a Difference. And what we have here in these two stories, if I may include both of them, in what I want to say this evening, the parable of the persistent widow and the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector that come one after the other. Uh, These are two stories that tell us something about prayer that makes a difference, not only in the life of the person who prays, but in the world around for which that person is praying. Now, on the one level, these may be quite familiar stories, but on another level, there's a huge amount here. And actually, as I've explored this, I really wish that I had a little bit more time to to work, as it were, at the implications of 
particularly putting these two stories side by side, because that's how they are in Luke's Gospel. And we often take the parables as single parables, don't we? Each story on its own. So we take the story of the persistent widow at night, and we think, what does that mean? And then we take the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector, and we think about what that means. But I think there's something very powerful in actually putting these two stories together. But uh, let's take them in turn first of all, and then we'll put them together. The story of the persistent widow. The widow who is not receiving her rights, and a judge who is not giving fair attention to someone who is genuinely in need. The legal requirement of the judge at that time would have been that he should have taken up the case of someone who was helpless and needy. And certainly the legal system of the time would require the judge to make sure that the rights of the widow or someone similarly in a helpless situation, that their rights should be granted. And every indication is that here was someone who genuinely had a case to ask for. Something that she was due was not being given to her. She was resorting to the local judge, and a lot of the judiciary system at the time would have been one local judge in each local community. So she was resorting to the local judge to do what was required, and the judge was not taking any notice. Maybe because he was just lazy, but more likely because he'd been bribed by the wealthy opponent who was not paying up. And because he'd been bribed, he wasn't taking any notice, notice of the cries of the widow. So what was happening was undoubtedly an example of injustice. It wasn't fair. In the end, of course, he relented because of the persistence of the widow. Now, in this story, Luke gives us a prefix and a postfix, a bit that goes before and a bit that goes after. And the little bit that goes before is that Jesus told his disciples this parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And so the idea was that just as this widow was so persistent to the judge and kept on asking and wouldn't give up, so we need to pray and keep on asking, and not give up. And that's very important. But then the postscript, the bit that comes after the story, is saying that in contrast to the judge, who was very slow to respond to the persistence of the widow, in contrast to that, God himself will come quickly to the cries of those who seek him. This is not a story that's telling us that if we keep badgering God enough, he might do something. Because that, of course, is not the character of God. The character of God is that he will hear the cries of the poor, that he will respond to those who genuinely seek after him, whatever their circumstances. One of the commentators on the story said that if persistence prevails with one who cares for his own peace and comfort, who cares only for his own peace and comfort, how much more will it prevail with the one who has compassion on all he has made? So there is the contrast between the reluctance of the judge and the readiness of God to respond. But we still have to persist. And we still have to ask. Because linking to the end of the story 
is a telling comment. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Will he find people on earth who are continuing to ask, continuing to trust, who are persisting to pray? Because this parable, after all, was an example about persistence in our prayer. And even though God is so different to the judge, and that he will respond quickly to the cries of the poor, we still need to ask. And we need to go on asking. Knowing who God is, and how he's utterly holy and totally just, and how he will come quickly to those who seek after him. Nevertheless, we are called to be faithful and persistent in our prayer, and not to give up at any time. That's the story of the widow and the judge. Then straight after that, Jesus gives this other story, perhaps more familiar to you than the widow and the judge, the Pharisee and the tax collector, the two men who went to the temple to pray, but actually only one of them prayed. We'll pray. Because, of course, prayer must be addressed to God. It can't be a statement about yourself. What the Pharisee did in this story was fairly realistic to the attitude of the Pharisees at the time. The picture was drawn from life, even if it was slightly overdrawn or exaggerated. But the idea of standing to pray, the idea of speaking audibly, not loudly, but certainly audibly, overall this was fairly true to life in the Pharisees' approach to prayer. And the idea of making much of what they have done in terms of fulfilling the law, was very much the way that the Pharisee would think. By contrast, what the tax collector did may seem as if he had no chance. As he beat on his breast and just cried, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. But actually, he was the one who was coming before God as if his prayer was real. It was real prayer. And the shock conclusion of the story is that as far as God was concerned, this person and not the other went home having put right, been put right with God. And it's very interesting that that story uses the word justified. It's the only time in the Gospels where the word justified is used. It's used a lot in Paul's letters about being made right with God. You know, therefore we are justified by faith, and so we have peace with God. And many times... The letters uses the word justified only once in the Gospels. Here it is. This person, the tax collector, went home justified. Now the prefix to this story, the little bit that goes ahead of the story, says that it is told as a way of challenging those who were confident in their own righteousness and looked down on other people. And the postscript to this story says that those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So this is a story very much about the attitude of praying. Not standing up and telling God how good you are, but crying out to God because you need his mercy and his help. But then what happens when we put these two stories together? And that's what's really captured my imagination, although in my earlier stages of planning, I thought I was just going to speak about the first 
parable, which is why I only gave half the reading to Clive. When I actually worked at it a bit more, I thought, no, we need both of these. And we need to put these two together. And when we put them together, what do they really say to us then about prayer that makes a difference? What are these two stories together saying that are important to us about prayer? And uh, there were three particular thoughts that came to my mind on this. And the first is that prayer that makes a difference is a prayer that is aligned with the bigger purposes of God. That somehow our prayers, small though they may seem, have got to link with the bigger things that God is doing in this world. Both these parables deal with the theme of justice. Jesus described the widow crying out for justice from the judge. And then he said that one of the two men who went to the temple to pray went home justified that day. So one of the stories focuses on social justice and the other on a spiritual justification of being right with God. So biblically speaking, to justify is to bring everything into right relationship with the purpose of God. To bring people into the right place with each other and the right place with God. In a larger sense, it describes God's redemptive work in bringing the whole of creation into harmony with what God intended for it. Paul describes as that plan for the fullness of time to gather all things together into Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. That's God's big plan. That's God's big picture. And so our prayers make a difference when the prayers that we pray link up with God's bigger picture. And so prayers like the persistent asking of the widow that justice should be done links with the bigger picture because God seeks justice across the whole world because it's part of his character and his nature as a God who is just and fair and true in every way. And the prayer, heartfelt prayer, of the tax collector was crying out for the mercy of God, which aligns with the bigger purposes of God, to have mercy, to bring forgiveness and grace to those who seek him so sincerely. And so prayer is the process by which we bring our lives, our ministry, and our mission into a relationship with the bigger revelation of God and the greater purposes of God. So that our lives become a little bit a part of what he is doing today. The temptation in prayer is just to become a little bit too self-centered. To pray for the people we know that God will do something good for them. To pray for our own situation that God will do something good for us. Rather than that kind of prayer that says, Lord, will you take our little lives? Will you take the lives of those we're particularly concerned about? For those people that we're anxious for? Those situations that trouble us? And may they in some sense become part of your bigger purposes. May you do for them what you long to do for everyone. 
May your grace extend to them as we pray that your kingdom will come here on earth as it is in heaven. Something of the Lord's Prayer, the bigger picture of what God is doing. Praying the way Jesus taught us forces us to kind of realign our thinking around the bigger vision of God's kingdom. Coming here on earth as it is already fulfilled in heaven. That's why the Lord's Prayer links into this very well, as did our opening song. So prayer that makes a difference is aligned with the bigger purposes of God. And that's what we saw in these two stories. The people who Jesus was commending, he was commending them for the way in which what they were doing aligned with the bigger purpose of God. And then we also say that prayer that makes a difference is persistent in seeking. This woman in Jesus' parable with the, 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 the woman and the judge was no polite, sweet little lady. She kept pounding on that judge's door. If you like, in modern language, she continued calling on his telephone, sending him, sending him emails, pestering him day in and day out. Until in final sheer desperation, the judge said, look, I just better give her what she wants before she totally wears me out. As I've already said, God, uh, Jesus was not implying that God is like the unjust judge. There's a contrast here. That if this corrupt, unjust judge would finally respond to the persistence of the widow, how much more would an infinitely just and loving God respond to those who with unwavering persistence call upon God. And when he got to the punchline, Jesus asked a question that was not so much about the judge, nor about the widow, but it was about us. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Will he find faith-filled people who persistently come before God that our lives might be aligned with his bigger purposes? And I think we've lost something of this persistence in our prayer life. We know that God is good. We know that he is just. We can come and ask and keep asking for his mercy to be shown, and for his will to be done. And that's what he wants us to do. The same message really comes in Luke chapter 11, after the similar story, and the two stories do get muddled up, the similar story of the friend at midnight, you know, whose neighbor kept, uh, you know, the friend who went to uh, uh, unexpectedly to the neighbor, and the neighbor kept knocking on his uh, friend's door to say, lend me some bread. Give me some bread, because a friend has come unexpectedly. And after that story, Jesus went on to say, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And this, the way in which those words should be understood is ask and go on asking. Seek and go on seeking. Knock and go on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. There's the persistence again, same as the widow and the judge but with the promise for everyone who asks, receives. 
the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So prayer that makes a difference is the kind of prayer that aligns our lives with the bigger purposes of God. So it's not just a sort of God bless me kind of prayer. But it's may God enable me to be part of the bigger picture of what he's doing in this community and this world. And our prayer for other people is not just God bless them so that they feel good, but God bless them so that they too can be part of the bigger purposes of God's kingdom. Prayer that makes a difference aligns with God's bigger purpose. Prayer that makes a difference goes on asking. There is a persistence about it. And finally, prayer that makes a difference is centered on the love and the mercy of God. It has something of the tax collector spirit about it. That humble awareness of our need of the mercy of God. God be merciful to me, a sinner. It grows out of a keen sense that at our very best, we're incomplete, fallible human beings. At our peak, we still fall way short of the glory of God. Our greatest strengths are weak in comparison to the awesome, amazing power of God's redemptive purpose in the world. So when we're coming to God, we come humbly. We come like the tax collector. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And that prayer that is centered on the love and the mercy of God, that I don't deserve anything, but God, in your grace, you're choosing to reach out to me. It's also the kind of praying that gives us a tender heart for other people. Just like the tax collector in the second story. And it's the kind of praying that enables us to love the self-righteous folks, like the Pharisee in that story as well. Because when God gives us a real tender heart, that will reach out to everyone, whatever their attitude. I don't deserve the blessings of God in my life today. I don't deserve God to hear and to answer any prayers that I might pray. So I come in a spirit of humility. God be merciful to me, a sinner. But as I seek God's grace in my life, and as I pray for God's grace to work in the lives of other people, I will do that persistently and keep doing it and making sure that those prayers are not focused on me. They're focused on the bigger purposes of God in the world. And then I think prayer really makes a difference. So I hope that helps as we reflect on those two stories and as we put them together in our thinking.